You are listening to a Nerd Room podcast production. We the Nerd. Bunch of nerds. Hey everyone and welcome to Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. This is episode number 264, we're discussing the Suicide Squad trailer, Black Adam, and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm on your host, Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Carlos. And I'm Sanjay. We're coming hot off the heels of Zack Snyder's Justice League, guys. What an episode last week, and what a time we had discussing the film that I honestly thought we would never see. We got some great reception online, guys, from that review. But we got to move forward from there. Zack Snyder's Justice League is now behind us. And DC has been consuming all of the talk. Their media blitz this week has been unprecedented in their film universe. We got casting announcements, trailers. We got The Rock coming out in a big way and taking over Times Square to promote the date drop for Black Adam. Exciting times ahead for the DC film universe. Really taking that momentum from Zack Snyder's Justice League and running full steam ahead into their new DC film universe. We've also got to talk through this while talking DC. The Suicide Squad trailer, guys. James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. It blew my brain apart. I don't know if it was your bag or not, Sonny, but we'll get into that for sure. (laughs) <laughs> and we're also going to touch on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We had a live stream, a great live stream with the boys over at Vigilante1939. You can catch that on our YouTube channel. It's also in the feed right now. Just go back one episode. But Troy, our dude here, has not had an opportunity to let us know what he thought of those first two episodes. And, of course, we got some Star Wars news. Finally, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about this Bad Batch trailer and the casting announcement for the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus show. A very diverse cast with some familiar faces and some new faces entering into the star wars universe so guys we got a humongous episode in front of us and i cannot wait to get into it but before we do that before we get into any of that we gotta kick this thing off like we always do with our weeks in nerd and guys we're gonna do a little bit different this week we're gonna change it up we're gonna inject a little bit of energy into this section it is my favorite section but We're going to try something different this week and see if it lands with the audience. So I'm just going to open the floor here. I'm going to open the floor to you guys. What did you guys get up to this week in Nerd? Someone throw something at me here. Was it the figs? Was it movie collecting? Was it comic books? What are are you guys doing this week? You know, there was this little movie that came out in December called Wonder Woman 84. So it came out on 4K today. So go down to Sunrise, pick it up. Second copy, because I have one on pre-order <laughs> with my main man, Carlos, down in the States to get that amazing steelbook. Um, I don't know what's going on, but Canada steelbook's just not coming up here. So I have that, and then as well, the Godzilla 4K. So that Ooh. came out last week. So expect to see a shipment coming in and some talk about my weekend nerd when that thing pops. But uh, I actually went overseas, over the pond, as they say in England. <laughs> Is that is that what they, is that how they say it like over the pond like that? Sure, man. <laughs> so so I, I picked up some 4Ks, sir. Sorry, Stu. Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, this is, sorry, uh, guys. It's that that's at Sunjabi on Twitter. You can 
the UK is one of the only accents you can make without recourse or backlash. Okay, so let me do it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) So I uh, I went over to I think it's pronounced Savvy in the UK and picked up some 4Ks because Canada, man, the 4K market is lacking. And they had this amazing deals on um, going on right now. So picked up Troy the boy will appreciate this. So I picked up not only Spider-Man 1, not only Spider-Man 2, yep. but Spider-Man 3 as well. There we All go. three, <laughs> as Meatloaf says, two out of three ain't bad. But uh, I got to have the whole set. So I picked up all three of those on 4K for 36 bucks Canadian, which is a That's hell of a deal. That's great. Yeah, that's less man. than one. Uh, that's less than what you probably paid for Wonder Woman eighty four. Exactly. Well, it's exactly the same. <laughs> Wonder Woman eighty four was thirty five, and this was only a buck more. And and you got two hundred percent better movies in there. <laughs> <laughs> you really think? Sp- I mean, Spider Man yeah. two is pretty dope. I'm, yeah, I'm of gonna course just it's it better than Wonder Woman eighty four. It's the best Spider Man movie of all time. Well, I mean, I I've never seen a Spider Man movie. That much heart, that much great singing, and Mary Jane Watson's in it, and oh, it's just... Man. We were right there. We were there. For two seconds, yeah, we were there, Sonny, and then you lost me. You had, you, <laughs> had, you had that great moment over the last couple of weeks of Zack Snyder's Justice League, and you just burned it to the ground. <laughs> you know what, man? Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to throw shade on other Spider-Man films, but for me Some personally, that's my favorite. That's my all-time favorite, Spider-Man 2. Doc Ock brings the heat. Mm. And uh, I love it, man. I love it. So like, I can't like wait. Peter, Peter cries the enemy into submission, which would kind of be what Sanjay would do if he ever found himself <laughs> in a similar type conflict. So I can see why you find that movie endearing to you. I would just, I would just say my accent, good sir. <laughs> hey, the bad guy, evil oh. doer. I think oh, you okay. killed the new format for this week in Nerd. Yeah, man. Just spells. blew it out of the water here. Here, I'd like to report a murder. Yeah, this is you just you just killed this whole thing. But Sonny, talk to me about this Godzilla Steelbook or 4K that you picked up. You know that everything in Canada is streamed 4K, and that's why there's no 4K released here. Yeah, but here it's on streamed Amen, Canadian too. 4K. Yeah, yeah, so... which is high def, man. We're not on an <laughs> island. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing with this Godzilla movie. This is the one back in 2012, I think, or 2014. 2014. Yeah. 2014. You pick up the Blu-ray. That thing is shadowy. You know, the blacks aren't the deep inky black that you get in the 4k it's kind of like hard to see some of the nighttime scenes and i did my research on this and people were saying this 4k a hell of an improvement over the previous blu-ray as well as the wonder woman 84 trying to point to my poster in the background but i realized this isn't on video wonder woman 84 people are saying that the 4k was a lot crisper than hbo max um the streaming that they had down in the states or in terms of canada crave so i'm really curious to check that out Mm -hmm. because I'm really. I want to give this movie another shot. I'm gonna give this movie another Dude, shot. Dude, you got wanna... to because I just went through and I capped it off this week through the monster universe, if we want to call it that. I guess that's kind of the, the universal one, but the kaiju universe, whatever you want to call it. I went through 14 Skull Island, and I just finished this week. I finished King of the Monsters. I freaking love this franchise and what they're putting together, and I can't wait. And we're gonna talk about it in a few minutes here. It's Godzilla vs King Kong coming out this week. And so, yeah, son, yeah. you got to go back and check that out because that fo- 2014, that's a Gareth Edward movie, right? And that was what he did yeah. before going into Rogue One. It, it's such a good film. I really enjoy what they did. I think the Kong movie definitely sticks out as 
the one that doesn't exactly fit into at least the tone of the universe. It's a good movie, but I like the way that at least at the end of King of the Monsters, they start to really allude to how they're going to bring this in. And of course, we got Godzilla versus King Kong, so it's coming. But the end of King of the Monsters, I was like, yeah, I, this is great. It's massively destructive, but good storytelling. And it's interesting how, at least in all of these, the main characters, there's a few characters that I think carry throughout the whole universe or the franchise, but it's all about the monsters. Like that, it, Those are the focal point characters. It's not about the humans. Like There's always different humans running around in the background, but there Elizabeth is some... Elizabeth Olsen, thr- one of her first film major film yeah but she doesn't like she's not in anything else right at least i don't know if she's coming back for this one i don't think so but it's interesting in general i was like well no no, she's she's in scarlet witch like come on man she's not in scarlet witch and quicksilver he's in there too right yeah taylor yeah yeah, they play uh uh, brother and sister in the mcu but lovers in the kaiju universe so so like the ultimate universe exactly just like the ultimate (laughs) universe (laughs) that's not a joke who was the writer of that he was like he was like yes finally Yes, there, was that Bendis? Because yeah. Bendis did a lot of Ultimates. yeah. That was that in the was Ult- not Brian Michael Bendis. Yes, it was. He that did was that? in the Ultimates yeah. universe with Mark Millar, yeah. uh, or the Ultimates right. book. The like Ultimates, it's the yeah. Avengers equivalent. The first, yeah. I think it's like issue six or eight or something like that. It's very weird. Very weird. Yeah. But yeah, this yeah, Monsters Universe, there. guys, got to get into it. Got to get into it. It it was recommended to me by you guys a few months back, and I'm having a hell of a time with it. It's it's Have so you guys great. Seen because- in theaters, any of them? I think I saw Godzilla in 2000. I saw the first Godzilla, but I missed the other ones. Just poor timing. Yeah, me too. Childbirths. <laughs> what oh, you guys? Yeah. No, we saw all of them, and yeah, was blown away. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it was Skull Island that totally sold the my wife and my oldest on on the franchise, and had to be there. Like I think we actually did King of the Monsters like opening day. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, so nice. good. Well, why we're well, we're here, guys. Before we finish up this weekend, nerd, let's talk about Godzilla vs King Kong quick because. It's kind of a nice segue in. Carlos, how how are you consuming this thing? Are you guys doing theaters? I don't know if the theaters are open here or not. Yeah, we plan on doing theaters, but with the way um, restrictions are going in the province and whatnot, that was taken away. So we'll be doing the next best thing and doing the premium pay-per-view probably either Thursday night or Saturday kind of afternoon or whatever. But Mm -hmm. those are the two slots that we're looking at doing it in and yeah, I'm I'm stoked for it. I can't wait. Like the everything is everything's looked awesome. Like all the trailers look great. Like yeah. the poster art, both oh, yeah. like oh, from yeah. the studio and some of the artists that they're working with, has been phenomenal. Like the toys are even cool when you see them at Walmart and that. And like man, some of the NECA yeah. stuff I'm scared for for this. That <laughs> I know there's some existing or legacy stuff, but if they start pumping out new stuff and I how much I've enjoyed it, it, it scares me that they have that license. Yeah, no, it's popular. Like there was a Godzilla, a couple Godzillas in Mothra that had been sitting mm-hmm. at my comic store forever. And after that trailer dropped, that first one, I was like, <laughs> shoot, I'm going to go grab them. All of them were gone. Nah, of so, course. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, Be careful. There's like the knockoffs beside my Walmart. Instead of like Kong, it's just called like Gorilla or something. <laughs> And it's just like a large monkey. And I was like, what? I was like, oh, that's so cheap. And I was like, but these figures look so bad. It's like, this is official WB merch. And I look, it's just like gorilla. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> so be careful out there. Make sure you get the Kong branded King Kong. Just get the NECA stuff and you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Troy, Sunny uh, Man, how are you, how you guys consuming this one? Or are uh, you? For me, I'm, I'm probably just going to keep it, uh, was it VOD? 
I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I'll just check like that, man, and, uh, mm -hmm. and enjoy it from there. Because uh, I haven't gone back. I did the Brian Cranston film, and then I skipped the other two with like, um, with, like the MCU cast. Yeah. That's the Kong. That's the Kong one. Yeah. And then yeah. I haven't seen uh, King of the Monsters. But you know, you know me, man. I'm going for, for Zilla all day when it comes <laughs> yeah. to this next one. And uh, man, that trailer, that trailer sold me. So I'm definitely going to be watching this one. Like, yeah, day it's yeah. so good. Me too. I'm the same way. And those trailers and the films flipped me. I was a Kong guy all the way. And yeah. God, revisiting Godzilla and then King of the Monsters sold me on Dope. Godzilla. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm waiting for the 4K to arrive, and then I'm gonna try plow through the three of them again, like Godzilla Kong and the King of the Monsters, and then I will wait to see if it comes out in theaters. Like, see what happens. Theaters gonna reopen? Are they not? I don't have to like consume this. You know, this could be like two months down the road. You know, I'm not expecting something tomorrow. You so spent 25 like... hours watching Zack Snyder's Justice League last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'll consume that as well again. I'll just wait till theaters because this this movie feels like it deserves mm. to be seen in theaters, right? Like the Clash of the Titans, like Godzilla Kong, you know. And it's not a something that I'm like rushing out to see. And, and like spoilers, I stayed away from King of the Monsters spoilers. So I got the other three to consume on 4K. I'll do that. And then I'll wait till theaters and maybe when they reopen and I'm fully vaccinated, and I'm healthy, or I'm going to go in. 2022. See... Oh, no way, my man. I'm going to be in the theaters at the end of this year, and I'm going to be watching Kong vs. Godzilla. Wonder Woman 84 is going to come back in theaters. And Zack Snyder's, Snyder's Justice, Justice League. League. Let's yeah, go. we're going to do – oh, me and Troy, man. Double yeah. date. I'm Let's doing that. Yeah. <laughs> did, uh, did anyone get up on out on the hunt this week? Any any figs for anyone? I know, God, there's got to be a couple of McFarlane ways that have hit in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> there was actually a couple that have been trickling in <laughs> Of course stuff, there was. But yeah, I haven't, haven't pulled the trigger yet. Todd released a hype video. But actually, the highlight of my Weekend Nerd was our man Ryan Lauer that runs the Batman Book Club um, podcast and twitter page but uh he ended up running the greatest batman story bracket yes. akin to march madness and uh wouldn't you know the the goddamn batman ended up winning so <laughs> yeah yeah, right? man. yeah really it, yeah there was myself and then i it ended up being a tie between myself and, and another one of his listeners so congratulations it's so fitting yeah, and appropriate you won. yeah <laughs> Yeah, so we had two prizes, and uh, it, it just ended up working out. So the the one guy took um, one of those NECA batterings, just because no I had the pre order in for mine already. Ah. So I was like, those are those are locked up, and so he graciously took those. And uh, Ryan actually dropped a absolute edition of the Killing Joke in the mail for me oh, today. Wow. Was the, the prize that I claimed. So yeah, that was awesome. So shout out to Ryan and. Man, give his show a listen. Like Batman Book Club, it's a mm -hmm. super fun, very neat format show, and um, great compliment to the kind of stuff that we do here and whatnot. But very focused on um, the comic book side of things. And Ryan's hilarious all the time. Like I, I used to listen to that one driving home from work all the time. Thirty Second Ave. Like I'm always cackling like a hyena when I pass <laughs> that Tim Hortons because that guy. So yeah, man, nice. check his show. That's awesome. and, yeah represent nerd room yeah, man. with that victory coming yes, out awesome. top of the mountain bruce Goddamn batman it's appropriate <laughs> that's awesome. it's appropriate it's fitting that's awesome it's fitting yeah well she's speaking of mcfarland man i mean and batman i uh i had to get out there man i had to get out there <laughs> and i um you know i ordered a while back an amazon uh order from from mcfarland it was the robin damian wayne's robin 
I was waiting for a while because Carlos over here already got his hands on one. I thought mine got lost in the sauce. So I went out there in the wild and I found one at Walmart. So I ended up getting two because one came on Amazon and the other one from Walmart. And I was like, yeah, this figure is kind of cool, but I don't need two. So I actually brought one back and got my hands on the Kijiji. The Kijiji grind. Never sleep on Kijiji because yeah. your boy came through, man. I got my hands on the um, the Scarlet Witch. Uh, Marvel Legends is like that the Civil War line. Yep. Okay. And I uh, never seen her in the wild. Never found her in the wild. It's great. Buddy only wanted 25 bucks for her. no build a figure. The build a figure was abomination. So I'm cool with that. And, uh, and, and she, she looks cool, man. She looks cool. Not as good, obviously as the new release that's about to come out because the head sculpts have changed. Yeah. Her face but, uh, is a bit off on this one, but it's, a... yeah, it's a bit off. It's, it's not, it's not as bad as like a black series Ray first, mm-hmm. dish, first, first uh, wave, but um, she looks cool. I like her, her gear though. I like that. She's in, like her casual, like, I think it's a Civil War look. Yeah, yeah it's like the longer, like the thigh jacket type thing. Exactly, that yeah. trench coat kind of look. Yeah. And um, and then speaking of Kijiji, man, again, I got my hands on like a DC Direct Robin, Tim Drake. I've been mm-hmm. eyeing this thing for a while. I messaged this person like four months ago and there's no reply. And then I, I saw it still sitting out there and I messaged them again. I'm like, yo, is this thing out? Like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, yeah, come by, pick it up. So I, I made my way down. Picked him up for like twenty five bucks. This guy goes pretty high on uh, on uh, eBay, but I got him for for a pretty decent price. And oh man, to cap it off though, our boy, my my bourbon brother, next to uh, <laughs> next to Bruce over there, Big J Jared. Man, this guy came through hard. He sent me the Beskar armor Mando because I had I had no luck finding that guy at all, and he came through over on his end and uh, sent it my way, and this thing looks clean. Like, he's... I don't know why I was sleeping on this figure in the first place, and I waited too long, but he came through and, and got it, so I can't wait to um, do some things with that guy, and uh, yeah, much appreciated, Jared. It looks oh, looks so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, big shout-out to Jared, yeah. too, because he slid a little something extra in there for me. Yeah. This week, he sent me a Jurassic World sign, little metal sign. <laughs> This is fantastic. And a 35th anniversary Back to the Future DeLorean keychain. So, so cool. yeah, I appreciate that, Jared, man. He's Jared's That's a dude. He, he's the man. He, he's so cool. Such a good guy. He knows guy. what's up. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I was just talking and, to him yeah, on Twitter before we started here. So, And watch out for that guy, man, because his Bounty Hunter game is oh, nuts. He, oh. I think he I think he has maybe four or three left. I mean, by the time this comes out, he might have all of them. Man, um, he, he went from zero down. to hero on the Black Series Mando yeah. stuff. Like, he went Killing from, like, it. Here's my collection to yeah. I have all the men. I have all of them. Like he, he landed the proto <laughs> yes, type. The Black Series blue card. Boba Fett. Yeah. yeah. And it, man, it looks great. It looks great. So big ups to Jared. So yeah. good. Yeah. Shout out to you, man. So look, my plastic has been pathetic over the last couple of weeks. I can't find anything. Everything's been dry, whether it's Amazon, Kijiji, whatever. It has been like the Sahara, man. Like I have not found a single thing, but I'm hoping that this week the Kijiji will deliver. Cause you're right. You can never sleep on that, man. The, no. the moments, the moment you decide one night not to scroll through, it's the moment you miss something and I can't <laughs> let that happen. So it, it's been, it's been actually nice just taking a little bit of a break from the grind. But anyways, guys, let's see if that format lands. I don't know if it's really actually any different from what we normally do, but but we shall, we shall accents, see though. as it yeah accents as it evolves here. But let's just jump into some of the news for this week. We're gonna kick off with Star Wars, a topic ah, that I has eluded us. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> a topic that has eluded us for 
the last couple of weeks, even the last couple of months, we we hit on it with our, our good friend Carlos Candido there a couple of weeks back, but it seems that we're starting to get some real insight as to what is coming down for Star Wars. Disney Plus will be the focal point for this universe in the coming years until we get a release, a film release in December of either 23 or 24. I can't remember. So it's quite a ways out. But we do have some very great shows. One that is coming up here in the not too distant future, May the 4th. Star Wars Day, a very appropriate day to see a new show dropping, and it's the Bad Batch. It's following around, what is it, Clone Force 99? Following these guys around are Hunter, Echo, Tech, Walker, and Crosshairs, the defective clones that we saw in Season 7 of The Clone Wars. Got their own show happening after Return of the Jedi. We got a trailer release today. With after some- Revenge of the Sith? After Revenge of the Sith, what did I say? Return of the Jedi? Yeah, yeah not Rookie. that. Not that at all. <laughs> Noob. Do you even Star Wars, bro? I do. From time to time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been Zack Snyder Justice Leaguing for what feels like an eternity, but Snyder <laughs> League, bro? Come on, man. But Troy, man, what what you think of yep. this this new trailer? You know, the Clone Wars has been something that you yourself followed through, big fan of. You got some hot toys coming later yeah. this year. The Bad Batch, if I remember right, you weren't super hot on this crew in season seven of the yeah. Clone Wars. Yeah, I mean, I, I did like them more than the Spice Twins. I think it is, the Spice Swiss Sisters, but the Spice um, Sisters, yeah, the Spice. <laughs> but um, yeah, I wasn't. I thought they were okay. I thought they were neat, and I think they were cool for what they were in that show. I didn't mm-hmm. know if we needed a series around them. Uh, but after seeing like the first trailer, I was intrigued because I was really want to see that transition from clone troopers yes. to actual human, uh, you know, um, well, human troopers. people applying to become troopers and going to the academy. So if that's going to fulfill that, I'm totally down. And it's in that sweet era of Star Wars mm. that I love so much. But I gotta be honest, I skipped out on this trailer. I didn't even I didn't even check it out. So I guess I'm just going in blind. I don't know if they added like. Do they add like shots of uh, Finnick? Because that's what yeah. I'm actually really. And you hear her, you hear her talking too. Cool. Yeah. So she seems to have a a reasonable role, and there's a weird kid that's in it as well, which it's seems not like to Boba be... or anything, eh? Or don't think it's like so. a young young no. kid. No, it's not. Well, oh, it's, yeah, okay. it's for sure not Boba. It's a okay, a bright eyed, blonde haired kid. I'm not sure. They're... It's Elsa. It's Elsa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they leave her on Earth, and she's eventually singing to Aquaman. <laughs> it's all it'd be connected. neat though to see if they um if they actually carry on the thread of uh of boba and uh cad bane because there was the those shots that they're like unrendered or not yeah not quite rendered ones. yeah yeah of them having like a final duel so they'll likely cool they kind of pop that in well we'll see if they'll sneak something in there like there's a lot of space to play with tarkin's quite heavily featured in this trailer mm. as being someone that was i guess at the start a bit high on the bad batch and then they seem to go a bit rogue, and he doesn't quite appreciate that. And so it's kind of a cool era, I agree. And somewhat, at least from my understanding, somewhat, like you said, of an untouched story is that transition away from the clone army and more towards the the stormtroopers that we see show up 18 mm-hmm. years later in A New Hope. And that story would be kind of cool. And so having that focal point and then carrying on, of course, from what we saw, Order 66 in the Clone War Season 7. So this is... For the lack of a better term, it's a, it's a direct sequel to Clone Wars, um, just yeah. happening after the Clone Wars end. 
Now, it sounds like it borrows elements of that game on the, I think it's on the Xbox, like the original Xbox and the PlayStation 2, I think it's like Rebel Commandos or something Commandos, but it followed like these super jacked Halo looking mm-hmm. kind of like um, clone troopers. And uh, it would be neat if it's, it, well, it sounds like it's actually kind of going a little bit of that route. So it'd be kind of cool to see those elements, you know, from Legends kind of transition yeah. into current day Disney canon. Yeah. Definitely interested in the show a lot more now than I used to be. Yeah. yeah, I'll check it out for sure. And and to your point about them being jacked up, like one of the first lines in the trailers from Tarkin being like, whatever it is, five or six clone troopers more powerful than an entire army. Because <laughs> that was that was something I remember us talking about during the Clone Wars. We're like, why don't you just get these guys or make them all defective? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, Carl, so are you and the family going to be checking this one out? Uh, yeah, it, my oldest is, she's pretty far in now like i think she's halfway through or wrapped oh, man that is uh intense. season four nice and so she's she's trying to get there so that she can jump into the bad batch like oh, right when it premieres nice. and she's nice she'll get there on I pace think. because i think like season six for sure was short mm-hmm. yeah and seven's think, not long either no okay yeah so yeah we'll, we'll see but uh yeah i i dug them when they were like i said it reminded me of Gears or Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter where you have your team of guys and each guy has yeah. a specialty <laughs> and you swap between them. So that's what the the Bad Batch reminded me of. And I kind of liked the concept of them being engineered as mm. opposed to when they presented them in the Clone Wars Season 7, they were just defective. Yeah. Mm. But here it was kind of done on purpose and whatnot. And I like the quasi-Rambo look that they gave the leader and, yeah, and Hunter, stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> So we'll see what they do. Uh, it's it's definitely going to be a nice holdover for Star Wars, especially coming out on May the 4th, which is traditionally a big Star Wars day. And it's definitely something I'm going to be tuning into day and date when this comes out. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be episodic or a full season drop. Probably episodic. It seems to be the, the way forward for Disney+. Plus. So it'll, it'll fill that void a little bit as we're waiting for Loki um, in between the Falcon Winter Soldier and, and Loki. So because uh, we're not getting... Maybe this is why Black Widow was pushed out. <laughs> the Bad Batch. Let's make I don't think big so room for that. the Bad Batch. <laughs> <laughs> so sticking with the Star Wars thread here. Whoa, Obi-Wan how do you Kenobi. ask if I'm going to watch it? That's kind of rude. Because I gave you your opportunity last week on Twitter to jump into Disney+. Plus. The Mighty Ducks debuted the same day as it? Episode 2. It's exactly what you want out of a Disney Plus show. <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it's, ama- it's, it's hockey it's all the tropes of what you'd expect from a Disney plus mighty ducks continuing story with the right cameos and the nods to the greater mighty duck universe. It's dark. It's gritty. You know, there's a black and white version. What's your email? I'm going to try hack into your Disney plus account. (laughs) Look, if this, if that show doesn't get you there, I'm just going to, I'm going to stop the campaign right here, guys. No longer campaigning. No more STD. Nothing. Sanjay, (laughs) I'm done. I'm done campaigning for you. To, if this doesn't get you, you were there, you're my campaign manager. It's over, man. I'm sorry. You, the battle has been quit? been lost. Yes, you've got a whole podcast based off of hockey. This seems to be a great crossover episode for <laughs> the delayed offside and the Nerd Room podcast. But coming to Disney Plus, I believe sometime in 2022, is Obi Wan Kenobi. It'll be the story that bridges the gap between Revenge of the Sith and Alec Guinness's appearance in A New Hope with maybe a little bit of the Rebels episodes with Obi-Wan Kenobi sprinkled in there. Who knows? But we got a casting list, an official casting list. Now, 
we go back a couple of months. We knew, of course, Ian McGregor's coming back to reprise the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Hayden Christensen. That was a big surprise to me when they announced that. That he'll be coming back and filling the role of maybe Anakin. Don't know. Darth Vader. Maybe it's a bit more likely. Will these two have scenes together? Who knows? But Uncle and Aunt, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru and Joel Egerton and, and Bonnie Pierce are coming back, which is exciting. And then we've got a whole new cast of characters including Han from Fast and Furious. We've got O'Shea Jackson. I just saw him in King of the Monsters. This is this is a huge casting list of individuals that are, and some quite some heft too to some of these, and a very diverse cast that are going to be in this Obi-Wan Kenobi series. So, Troy, this series screams yep. Troy the Boy. This series, you've got Hayden in here. You've got lightsabers. You've got the Force. You've got yep. a great cast. So seeing all these individuals... What are your thoughts on how Obi-Wan Kenobi is unfolding here directly in front of us? Oh, this cast is looking great. It's it's this is going to be a banger. This is probably going to be the best Disney Plus Star Wars show going down maybe next to Ahsoka cuz that could maybe take the cake too. Obviously Mando set the tone and it's amazing, but Joel Edgerton in here, he's he's fantastic and he's only grown as an actor slash director too. Um and then we got Ice Cube's kid in there. I liked him in uh, Straight Outta Compton. I thought he was fantastic. But then it gets deep. You get Rupert Friend from uh, from Homeland, mm-hmm. and he was he was awesome. I didn't check him out in Transporter, the reboot, but he was really good in Homeland. Uh, obviously, Hayden Christensen. What else can I say? And then you know, Star Wars doing the classic Game of Thrones recruiting, right? They have uh, the actress that played the wife of um, of Mando himself in I think it's like season four, season five of uh, of Game of Thrones, and she, and she was great. She was fantastic in that show. But all around, man, it's star-studded. It's just, it's an amazing, amazing cast. And obviously, the big hashtag, Justice for Han from Fast and the Furious. <laughs> um, he's coming back there, Sun Kang. And I cannot wait to see what he's going to do. Because I, I I love that guy. Put him in anything and I'm there. So I'm, I'm just all around excited. I just, I want this. I've been waiting so long. Mm-hmm. You know, when we had those, those rumors forever that we're going to get an Obi-Wan movie and this and that. And... You know, and Ewan McGregor obviously had to stay on the low and quiet about letting the world know that this show is going down. And uh, we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. I can't wait to see the, the action figures because we're going to get that cool looking um, uh, seasoned Obi-Wan who's going yeah. through the process of letting down the Chosen One and Qui-Gon and now watching over the son of the Chosen One. Ah, oh, it's going to be amazing. I can't <laughs> wait. That's actually a <laughs> good wait. point. That's one yeah. that I'm actually surprised. That might be a surprise in the show. Uh, a little absence here, and that's Liam mm-hmm. Neeson, um, right? Qui Gon Jinn. I, yes. I, I'm almost certain he'll show up in Force Ghost form. 100. percent Like he's got to. He's got to. 100. percent And even like a young uh, Luke Skywalker. Like they must be doing a casting for. I guess he'd be like a 10 year old, nine year old kid. Yeah. Definitely gonna have it's, to pop up. It's got to be there. It's got to be yep. there. Carlos, yep. man, any any thoughts on this this cast, this diverse cast that we're gonna see put in front of us for Obi Wan Kenobi? Dude, the cast is amazing. Except Hollywood. There is more brown guys out there than Kamal Nanjiani. Like, I left that one for you, man. I knew you were Seriously. Like, I love Kamal. I think he's hilarious. Super talented writer. But he does not have to be in everything. There's like a billion of us out there. Surely. Preach, brother. Preach. There's another actor that you could find other than Kamal Nanjiani. It's like, like the new Idris Elba. Yeah, he, he, he's yeah. jacked, though. <laughs> yeah, like... Man, put that guy on the shelf and just find the next guy, whoever he is. 
Who's the white version of that? Is that like John Travolta, where he just like shows up and everything? It's like ah. In every, yeah, I don't. I know. mean, there, there's there's one. You know, it's like <laughs> John Travolta's yeah. the white uh, version of that. And... He had his day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah his day. That's exactly what I was thinking. Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that's the only thing I got to say about uh, about that. The rest of the cast, man, it's awesome. Like Troy went through a ton of them, and. Um, I, I've liked and enjoyed a lot of stuff that the folks that they've put into this Obi-Wan show is like even people like Moses Ingram, like she was awesome in the Queen's Gambit. That was mm-hmm. the first time I'd seen her, but she goes through quite the transformation over the course of that show. So yeah, it looks like they've put some effort into hiring some A-level talent and maybe not the biggest names, but people that can certainly apply their craft. So bring yeah. it. And Rupert Fine, like, He's for sure some sort of imperial officer. Oh yeah, the... just read my mind, a hundred percent. Just based 100%. on the, the the image that he, they chose for this cast list that they put out, it's like, yeah, this guy's a bad guy for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. solid. I can't wait. Yeah, oh, man, it's it's gonna be so cool to see even the first trailer for this. Hopefully, I believe mm. they are going to production, if not already in production on this one. So ah oh, man, it, it's gonna be something else to to watch the Star Wars stuff unfold. So before we transition over to DC for the rest of the episode. Troy, we're talking about Disney Plus yep. here. We've got some big Star Wars stuff coming. I got to get your thoughts on the Falcon and the Winter Soldiers. Carlos and I had had our moments last week on the live stream. Again, like I said, audio is in the feed. But what are your thoughts on this new MCU Disney Plus show that is coming right off the heels of WandaVision? It is a more familiar-looking mcu style we have two characters that had big parts in the mcu especially in phase two and phase three and some of the more beloved movies that that we talk about a lot in the winter soldier infinity war end game civil war picking up the captain america franchise and literally at times picking up the shield what are your thoughts high level thoughts on one and two and then you know i guess i'll put a spoiler tag on here so i'll give you some mm. freedom to talk about cool. some of the reveals especially in episode two but let me have it yeah yeah you know i gotta admit it was it was tough it was tough to get into not because of the show because the zach crack has not worn <laughs> off i was still in that world My of man. snyder cut yeah but you know i actually i gave each episode a double shot so i, I went nice. back and watched them both and i gotta say i love it I really, really like this show. The production mm-hmm. was top-notch. The flying sequences were amazing. I love the costume design. I love Anthony Mackie's really coming into his own. Like, yeah. he, he can really carry this whole show. And obviously, Sebastian Stan is fantastic. And I like that we didn't get them together ah. right away in the first episode. Fully agree with you they, there, man. You know what I mean? They, they dived in deep with both of them. I love where they're going with Winter Soldier. I really like his backstory, how he's still dealing with the demons of his past. And then Anthony Mackie moving forward, coming from being snapped and, you know, trying to help his sister out with the the family business. It really um, grounds the characters and brings them down. You know, they just had this epic battle in Infinity War and Endgame, and now they brought down to just regular civilians trying to get by. So episode one was cool, but episode two for me was great. Um, Also mentioned, too, or forgot to mention, I really liked actually going back to episode one, um, Anthony Mackie's character, Falcon, and Rhodey having their kind of conversation. Yeah. I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. that. And Me I either. thought that was really cool because you could see Rhodey's kind of there, like, kind of like, man, you messed up. Like, why did you not keep <laughs> that shield? And so moving into episode two, um, the humor didn't work with me always. You know, when we had them kind of uh, hashing it out 
it, it you know they they felt like kids and it was like this is this is a little this is a little too much right now this is very <laughs> um like Hobbs and Shaw for me right now <laughs> everything else was great though the humor between them I love how he called him like Buck and he's like you can't call me that only Steve could call me that and I and I thought that was really cool but you know the build up between the two of them my wife and I were watching it and after a while it's kind of like dang these guys really don't like each other like I didn't know it's that bad mm-hmm. and I guess it's you know it comes down to Steve really was the glue to keep them together. But, you know, for me, Sebastian Stan's best breakout moment in the whole MCU for me is when he was like, listen, like, if Steve was wrong about you, then that means he's wrong about me. Mm-hmm. And that level of acting just went, Poof. and I was like, wow, that blew my mind. I'm like, you, you, that's, you're totally right. Because he's banking off of everything. Everything that he's doing going forward is basically sitting off of what Steve obviously had a conversation with him. Was like, if I believe this guy's the next Captain America and I believe you can do better and you can do go on with your life right and if sam's questioning that and sam kind of has cool reasons too then bucky would kind of think twice about it and i think this show kind of um it's cool for me because i think it kind of builds on what a lot of people kind of assumed in endgame that steve and bucky must have had a conversation before mm-hmm. he mentioned to uh sam being like you know the shield's all yours there, there's a there's a lot of good things and then obviously um isaiah bradley yeah like, oh come on that, right? that was cool so that, cool that 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 was great. That was great for me. And then obviously how they're slowly introducing a patriot from mm-hmm. Young Avengers was was really neat. Uh, the police scene going down there in Baltimore was it? Was it I Baltimore? Think so. Yeah, I think it was Baltimore that they were in. Um, it was cool. And then you know just them paying homage to like the scene when um when Falcon jumps out the plane and he's like I got a plan. And Falcon, or sorry, yeah, Falcon jumps off the plane. He's like, I got a plan. And then Buck tries jumping out of the plane. And it kind of paid homage to Avengers 1, right? When Iron Man's like, I got a plan, jumps off the plane. And then Steve chases him down. And they get in a fight with Thor. Because that's a real cool, cool callback there. Just those those threads. And then, you know, uh, Walker. Walker, yeah, is, Walker. Was, is interesting. Yeah, he's he's an interesting character. And it's, it's, it's going to be neat to see where he goes and how he has his boy Battlestar yeah. as well. Because I think it was the Sam... Yeah, Tim would know, obviously, but I think it was the Sam Wilson run. When wasn't U.S. Agent and Battlestar? Weren't they trying to? Weren't they kind of pop up a couple times and play Sam? Like they're trying to embarrass Sam once he was Captain America to kind of make it look questionable. Like, is Sam worthy of being? I think the Captain so. America. I, th- I think it was in that run. Because there's two. There's two volumes. I think. Yeah, there's two Sam volumes. Wilson. Then it transitions as well. Yeah, and that's all the yeah. Nick Spencer stuff there. Right, right. But no, all around, man, I'm, I'm digging it. I really like where they're going with this. And um, again, the production to me is just mm-hmm. is phenomenal. I, and it's cool, too, that we also got Sam Wilson's boy um, coming up, the, the next Falcon, because he was also... Yeah, yes. Right? Yeah, the dude um, from... Became... Um, it's from the first episode. I can't remember his name. Yeah. But yeah, because that, that's also from that run as well, the Nick Spencer run. I believe. Yeah, because he actually becomes like infused yeah. with the Falcon, the red, well, the Red Wing, the original Red Wing. Right? Yeah, and he has he like the green Falcon. suit and all that, and the helmet. Yeah, and everything. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's cool that they they seated him in there too. Yeah. A lot of good things going on. Yeah, it's it's really playing with a lot of that Spencer run, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, even in theme too, like you said, you know the Isaiah Bradley stuff that really, and we talked about this in the live stream, and Carl's had a lot to say about this, how it really took that underlying theme that they're running with that narrative. And pinned it to something fairly significant in that universe, mm-hmm. and introducing those characters, Isaiah Bradley and Eli as well, who's I would yeah. assume is clearly the the young boy that's at yeah. the door, 
and then yeah john walker man it's uh yeah. it's a guy you you want to punch in the head from the first episode and then you're kind of like eh, do i like this guy and then yeah. you know with his action figure dropping they release that image <laughs> i'm like well I definitely need this figure. So, <laughs> well, you know what I like with him too is actually he, you know, the first episode with well, we didn't really have much in the first episode, but the second episode after seeing the layers of him, I kind of got a little bit of not as extreme, but a little bit of the Homelander vibes, where it's like he's kind of mm-hmm, I see that he kind of has some kind of ish going on outside of the cameras, and then in front of the cameras, he knows how to play the mm-hmm. audience much like Homelander, and I was really like because I'm a sucker for the boys, so I I thought that was pretty neat. But do you guys think he's a super soldier or what? Yeah, I think so. Like, I think there's some weird power broker thing going on there, being yeah. that that's the in the comics an entity that you know you can buy super soldier serum off. So there's something funny there. I do, I do wonder if that is meant to be like he's actually the bad guy, but it seems very obvious to me that that's the twist bad guy, mm. and so I'm not certain that that's the direction they're gonna go, but. I think they're will and even Battlestar, like they're they're a bit jacked up to be just regular dudes, right? Yeah, yeah. The way <laughs> like, he's throwing that shield, I was like, because it's yeah, it's well. it's unhuman. <laughs> so. But it's funny because the way he throws the shield looked a lot like how we see Sam throw the shield in the trailer, right? So with I that extra if spin, gonna yeah, and all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and the whole super soldier concept is going to be, and I called it on the live stream. I called it the MacGuffin. Like that's going to be mm. what everyone's kind of chasing is whether it's a serum or whether it's the concept of the super soldier one or the other but that seems to be when you line up walker when you line up you're bringing in zemo for that reason too you've got bucky there you've got you know walker the power broker everything even um isaiah bradley right it's Mm -hmm. it's all super soldier stuff yeah and so that seems to be an underlying thread as well that i think is going to be fleshed out here friday Got another episode, yeah. man. I'm really looking forward to halfway to, there almost to episode yeah. three. Yeah, which is crazy. We had so much time with WandaVision, and this one it's it's like slow down a little, slow the roll a little bit. I wanna I wanna enjoy this one. <laughs> I know. If only this one was nine and the other one was six. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or four even. Four. You wouldn't have got those two brilliant first episodes <laughs> that you boys love so much. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> you don't get to say anything until you get Disney Plus, Sanjay. I have Disney Plus. I have Disney Minus. Well, <laughs> yeah, you do. Well, it's all like those like cheap cartoons that are like trying to like live off the glory of like the Lion King. It's like a lion pride or something. It's, it's Disney Minus to your gorilla. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sanjay's got one of those like neighborhood libraries outside his house, and he puts the Disney movies in there for somebody to pick up. Yeah. yeah, still watching those big white ones from the. Uh, hey, speaking of which, I saw days. Return of Jafar. I picked that up on Blu-ray, like the Lion sequel, King. Right? Yeah, the sequel, yeah. straight to VHS sequel. It was weird hearing Homer Simpson voice uh, Genie. That's right. Was that yeah. who that was? I don't remember that yeah. at all. Yeah. I know we had it, King of but... King of Thieves is good. I like the the third one. Yeah, yeah one. I heard the third one's really good. But I, I got one all on Disney one? Plus too. So yeah, <laughs> or on Blu-ray. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, let's let's shift this discussion over to dc dc has had a very significant few weeks and we've been chronicling that here for the past month or so with Zack snyder's justice league and our review of that film very very handily led by my falcon here carlos the goddamn batman led us to a beautiful review of that we had some very very deep discussions about this film and how well received it was by all of us all of us giving it some variation of an a 
an A, guys. Think about that. Think about just me giving this thing. I gave it an A minus. That's how that's how good it was. And so there was a lot of momentum coming off of the back of Zack Snyder's Justice League, not only for the fandom, but I think, or for the, at least the core fandom, but I think coming out the back end of it, you had a lot of people, myself included that, saying, look, we are wrong about this. This is a much more superior film than we're anticipating. And, it, and as I think Carlos said, justice was done. That was his two-worder from our review describing how he felt coming out That's of... That's three words, actually. Just it was done. justice done. What did no, I say? Oh, no, no. Don't change it now. Sorry, you got cut. No, well, I'm just going to edit that in post, so... <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, look, this, this thing had quite a bit of momentum. And then DC went on a, a media blitz, guys. It has been an intense few days on that side of them pivoting now towards their new flagship franchises in things like the Suicide Squad, Black Adam, some of the Shazam stuff, and even some lesser known films, or at least films that are in production or pre-production like Our Man and Michael B's Static Shock movie. So there's a lot going on in the background here. But last week's Media Blitz was kicked off with what some could say is a relatively controversial, at depending on your angle of this, discussion and article from Variety that interviewed, I think she's the CEO of Warner Media, correct? Yes. Yeah, yes. CEO of Warner Media and she Sarnoff. She has some pull. A little pull there. She's a little control <laughs> yeah. there. So they went through a, a fairly comprehensive Q&A with her at Variety. And they touched on everything from the release of Center Cut movement to whether David Ayercut is ever going to see the light of day to what they're wanting out of the DC universe going forward, filmmaker focused, even to the toxicity of some of the, the very small minority of fandom um, that partaked in some what you would consider unfriendly or uh, ill-advised sort of, of campaigns towards Warner Brothers. And so... Let's talk a bit about... We've all read the article from Ann Sarnoff. So, Carlos, tell me a little bit about this, this article from your perspective. What is, what is Sorensen trying... Or Sornoff, I should say. What is she trying to do here? Look, she's pivoting away from things. It, Like I said, it may have been a little ill-timed because it, it took a little of the wind out of the sails of the momentum that they had from Zack Snyder's Justice League being on how firm it was in putting or throwing cold water on the Restore the Snyderverse and things like the A or Cut movement and that. So so bring bring your thoughts and perspective here on this one. Yeah, I don't I, I was a little surprised because it it kind of goes against all conventions mm -hmm. of kind of media and promotion and really the easiest play for Warner Brothers would just be to say nothing. Like yeah. behind closed doors, you could have <laughs> it understood that there is no way, shape or form that uh, any continuation is happening of what Zack Snyder is doing and there's no intention to release the air cut or anything of that nature. Um, but yet to come out so hard yeah. and so fast it was a little surprising, but it might speak like quite simply, if you just take it like all the layers of the onion and conspiracies and everything else away from it, it might just be hurt feelings from... 2015 16 17 
um, to now and that they just don't want anything to do with Snyder and his fandom. And it's some of the people that were involved back then are still there to the Snyder cut and the, the fans that follow him and whatnot being disruptive to the projects that they actually got going on and them wanting to nip that in the butt a little bit. Like I know when Patty Jenkins was rolling out stuff for one Roman 84, there was always this drum beat that it had to like rigidly adhere to what Snyder had done before. And who knows, maybe the creatives were getting a bit sick of that. Like David Sandberg always getting harassed about what he was doing with Shazam and how it was going to fit into what Snyder was doing with Superman and whatnot. So who knows? It, it, it felt weird to me, mm-hmm. but like, holy cow, it was like Rocky two man, where it's like Warner brothers, like, I read that article on Monday and it was a pretty high, high, like I, Zack Snyder's justice league. I didn't go into it expecting much and walked away from it being one of my favorite comic book movies of all time. Um, to go from that high, high to be like down and out on the mat, Rocky two style. And then those like announcements start coming in mm-hmm. and it's just like, <laughs> Holy smokes. By the time you reach the weekend, it's just like, Exhausting. Oh Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about the new DC universe and like, I think they got even bigger things percolating. Like I think it's just like the surface of things. And then I started thinking about it more and I'm like, maybe restoring quote unquote, the Snyderverse isn't practical because you have all the pieces in play and the, the machine is in motion for the flash and that movie from everything we know has built into it, a transition away for Ben Affleck's Batman. And so that will change whatever sequels to Zack Snyder's justice league would have been. So they need to respect what the Muschietti's are doing and maybe they're protecting them a bit. Right. Cause if they're going to pivot away from that strongly, uh, they don't want them to be attacked by the fans that were attacking Patty Jenkins and David Sandberg and stuff. So you have that built in, but you also got to think like Ben Affleck almost drank himself to death being Batman kind of thing. And that was why he stepped away from that project at the time. So can you actually get him back? And you have Henry Cavill who came out and said like he liked what Joss Whedon did with Superman. So would he want to come back to be Nightmare Superman in a Zack Snyder sequel? if that's not to his taste. And then Gal is a pretty hot commodity in Hollywood. So would you be able to get her and extend her contract? And you have Jason Momoa and Ezra. Like the only for sure thing is Ray Fisher right now. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like it, it just might not even be practical. And with Snyder himself having his army of the dead projects going and him wanting to do this um king arthur thing like who knows when they could get started so i don't know i i i coming off of zack snyder's justice league like my knee-jerk reaction was like yeah give me more of this and give it to me now but then once i thought about it i was like maybe they can't even do this and if they can't even do this and they don't want to do this they've got all this amazing stuff coming mm-hmm. at me too so yeah, I softened quite a bit <laughs> Yeah, the time Sunday rolled around. It's interesting concept, too, because I, I too, took a step back and, and really looked at the concept of Restore to the Snyderverse and, and everything that's happened over the last couple of years because 
of the enjoyment I got out of Zack Snow's Justice League. I was like you, Carlos. I, I walked into it not really expecting much and walked out of it being like, damn, this is, this is a good movie. But when I stepped back and looked at it, I think with the exception of maybe the narrative through line and the tone, a lot of the pieces that Snyder put into place are still in motion. You've got Aquaman is still Jason Momoa. You've got all the casting from, from Gal to Ezra Miller picking up that pace of momentum. Like you said, you're transitioning away from Affleck's Batman, but like you said, who's to say that he would or ever would want to come back and do something more in that universe. Even the Suicide Squad, like we're going to talk about James Gunn's version of this, but it does, it's a pseudo sequel, maybe a soft reboot of that. And he's come right out and said, he's a big fan of, of Ayer and supports, you know, what's, what's going on in, in his universe. So there's a lot of pieces still in play. It's not like they've gone and, and recast everyone and pivoted away. It's just the stories are being told differently. And you go back to Wonder Woman 84, that's a Jenkins and Gal Gadot movie, right? Mm-hmm. For better or for worse, that is their movie. And the Machete is what they're doing with, with The Flash. I'm super excited. But it's still Ezra Miller. It's still going to be probably a lot closer version of The Flash that we just saw in Zack Snyder's Justice League that we're going to actually see in The Flash. Um, you know, someone that has this power set that is much more amped up. Ezra Miller was exponentially better. I, I liked him in, in the original theatrical cut, but I liked him even more in this. And so there's a there's a lot of pieces still moving here. But I, I do agree with you on the idea that this article seemed a bit ill-timed. It was, it was just an odd way to kick off what turned out to be a really great promotional week for for DC and just like you said just not saying it or just saying the success is better than we thought it was going to be we're super happy that Snyder got to put his version but check this out you like this check this out like just pivot away in a positive manner instead of being so firm in the no we're not doing this like even like you said even if they had zero intentions just don't acknowledge it (laughs) totally well and you even kind of cost yourself a few other side things like I watched Invincible on Amazon Prime this week and it was cool. And I was like, well, maybe you could do like animated versions mm-hmm. of Zack Snyder's sequels type of thing, right? But because you came out so hard, yeah, it, you'll almost look foolish now, right? Whereas if you, like you said, came out with a, a, a bit of a, a softball statement, you still leave your options mm-hmm. open, right? Like never say never type of thing. And to your point, like if you need to continue some of those threads, like who's to say Ava DuVernay's New Gods movie... Yeah isn't the new gods noticing Darkseid preparing his armada mm-hmm. and they yeah, they kick it off kind of thing, right? And she's an incredible writer and she's working with Tom King, who's an even more incredible, well, an incredible writer in the comic book space. So yeah, that could be a special movie and off we go. I, I really, right now, like I see Zack Snyder's Justice League and there's, there's respect, I think, for the filmmakers in DC for this version. They're just going to pluck things out. Like you said, with Ava DuVernay, like she just plucked Darkseid and the whole thing, right? And just and just work and, and massage the characters. And it's it's not different from anything we've seen in other universes that have been built, is that you have a character introduced here and you take them off and do whatever with them. Appeal to a different audience, a broader audience. So it's sunny, man. You're, you're, you've been out there hashtagging. Storm yeah, the Snyderverse. I've been pounding the pavement. I've been he was delivering the flyers in his, in yeah. his neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. This will get the movement going. Hey, you, sir, have you heard of the release of Snyder Cut? <laughs> oh, our poor audience. 
Trace just said Oliver Twist. <laughs> Please, sir, I'd like some more. Some more Snyder. You want some more Snyder Cut? Yes, sir. Just two more, please, sir. No more Snyder Cut for you. You're not. You won't. You're not gonna stop at two. <laughs> stop at two, man. You That's think if you did want. Justice League two and three, you're not gonna continue out there? Pound Everyone the would say thank you for fulfilling your five story arc. We've had it. Wash their hands and say thank you. Okay, let's see what else you got. I absolutely after Christopher Nolan see? finished exactly. his third. Let's see what else you got, Snyder. <laughs> no, not not Snyder. Let's see what else you got, WB and uh, mm, DC. Okay. Like, they thank just you showed you vision. this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, like here's the thing, man. It's like first off, you guys hit the nail on the head. Like, why are you coming out so negative? You're coming out swinging when like you just had this huge success. Like we had this like huge party. Everyone fandom was united. You know, people that like were apprehensive about the Snyder cut, Snyder cut diehards everyone was singing kumbaya saying yeah man we love this this was a big improvement let's go and then wb is just like nah that's it we good and, and like eventually like why were they so harsh about it like this is cruel man like it's like spitting in the face of the fans it's like imagine if like mcdonald's was just like yo man like that big mac we're taking it away now and it's your fault and it's just like what it's like you, you know. It's like you give, no, you give something. No, I don't understand that analogy. <laughs> maybe, maybe Zack Snyder is the McRib of comic book movies. Well, like it's like it's like okay, um, okay. Let's think of something. Let's go back to the '80s. You guys all like the '80s. I love the '80s. A big company named Coca-Cola thought they knew better than the fans, and they said, "Hey, we're giving you new Coke," and and the fans were like. This doesn't taste as good as original Coke. And they kept pounding the pavement and Coca-Cola just like, we're not listening to you. We're not listening to you. Try the new Coke. Try the new Coke. And then eventually they're like, shit, we got to go back to the original Coke. They go back to the original Coke. It sells better than it ever did before. So there's a lesson to be learned in that. Like, you know, WB, they pulled away Snyder and they said, hey, enjoy this new Whedon. Enjoy this new Justice League. Fans like, we don't want that. We want the original Coke, man. We want Zack Snyder's justice league and they got it and it was bigger than ever before so to me man there's like a lesson to be learned in this I that wb that analogy is just... might work for maybe the cut <laughs> i don't know if <laughs> it works like, for the whole dc film universe <laughs> because tim's talking maybe coca-cola classic is the mcu and the snyder style is the new coke and people were like, yo, we don't like this. Give us Coke Classic. So it's <laughs> like, here's Aquaman and here's Shazam. Well, like, the thing is, like, this my biggest uh, gripe, if you will, with the MCU is, like, I love it. You can see behind me, I have all the films on Steelbook behind me. But, like, a lot of the films have the same tone. And um, I just don't want that with DC. Like, you give me the dark and gritty, but give me the lighthearted Aquaman and Shazams as well. I don't want it to, like grow into it where everything is light and you know funny but i don't like, think it's I going like that. there but like it shouldn't have it shouldn't have to like there's room it's, for everything but it's, but it's not you look at the slate like the batman even black adam which we're talking about well, here black in a few minutes. Man, yeah batman and black adam look like super dark so i don't know so, uh... <laughs> i don't know <laughs> troy man oh man uh no i i, I hear sunny I hear Sunny, and, and, and the way I see it, I think the comments, the timing was horrible. It was it, su- not Suicide Squad. Justice League, Zack Snyder right now, this movie is like the 95, 96 Bulls. Michael Jordan, he's a free agent. He can retire. And if the audience is like, hey, you coming back next year? You, you don't say anything. You don't say anything. Mm. Like, 
You know what I mean? Come back next year, make that movie. Come back next year and win your, your 96, 97 championship. So for me, I just think it's really badly timed on their part. It just, mm-hmm. it just made no sense to me. And for them to call out like the negative crowd, I thought was really bad too because there's so much positivity surrounding this right now. All these film properties, The Amazing Spider-Man, Star Wars especially, all these film properties have their negative audience. I don't really think when you're up right now is the time to address no. the negative audience. It's just... It, it just made no sense to me reading that stuff. So uh, whether this will happen again, I mean, I would have never thought in a million years we were going to get the Snyder Cut in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, like I think, like Snyder said, like, if you were to ask me where we going to get a sequel to Justice League or the Snyder Cut, chances are we were most likely would have gone a sequel to Justice League. But here we are with the Snyder Cut, four hours long. I think I think it's possible, man. I mean, it it is tough when it comes into the nitty gritty of like negotiating contracts and whatnot. But then also when you look at things like, I mean, I guess you go to the MCU for instance, right? When you look at Robert Downey Jr.'s career outside of the MCU after Iron Man and other properties, it hasn't been as great to the point where he's been riding the Iron Man train, right? Chris Evans riding the Cap train, Chris Hemsworth. A lot of these people come back to that role because that is the role that is putting them up there and. I mean, coming off the reception of what we just got with the Justice League, man, Momoa was holding it down there. Ray Fisher, obviously. Ben Affleck as Batman. Henry Cavill. All these guys. I mean, Man from Uncle movie was great, but it didn't do anything crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Affleck's film Live by Night didn't do didn't do that great. Gal Gadot, like, I'm sorry, you take her out of Wonder Woman. What Fast and Furious? Like, the Justice League for me is like where it is for these guys, at least right now. I, I think it's very possible that we could very well get something, at least if it's Snyder doing Justice League movies. I'm not saying he has to be doing like the Aquaman spinoff or like taking over for Patty Jenkins on Wonder Woman, but I definitely feel there's room and, and maybe making the home HBO, making that. And then so you can still do your theatrical releases wherever you want with the, the Matt Reeves Batman. But I feel like they, they, they struck something here and for them to ignore that completely, to throw it off the table, especially off of coming off of a high that they're in is it's just, doesn't quite add up to me. I just don't feel like they've really thought all the way through in going forward with it's, the Snyder Cut. I feel like this this was maybe locked and loaded before before the Snyder yeah, Cut probably. was released. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like they're they're yeah. talking about the multiverse. You brought up a good point, Troy. Like, there's no reason why they can't just say, okay, this Snyderverse exists in HBO Max. Yeah. And it doesn't have anything to do with those theatrical movies. And the theatrical movies that you love and enjoy, hey, this is a different canon. This is Earth 2. This is Earth ZS. And then you just yeah. branch out. And then people are smart enough. They'll be like, okay, like this is one version. This is the other. Yeah. right? And it's only two other films. So like, it's not like it's like we're asking like, hey, like I know like two other films is still like probably like eight hours of content and $500 million. But this thing, you know, brought in a ton. Like it put HBO Max on the map. You look at like the yeah. numbers. Yeah. That, like WB's not even promoting the numbers. They're not saying like they're not thumping their chests. They're not like shouting down, saying like look how good we did. Like you know, like Netflix or Disney Plus or Apple yeah. would be doing that. WB's kind of like ashamed. They're just like, oh, like I guess like why aren't they just out there being like, look, man, this is what we did. Like we crushed it this week. We well, were number one. Well, did they like is Crave's highest watched show? Yeah, right? in Canada, and and to me, that's that's amazing. When you have things like Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones is massive, and this right. this beat that. And Game of Thrones just ended too, right? So like it had a series finale, which is normally like huge numbers, and yeah. this thing crushed it. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see if they they do walk back on some of this because, to be honest with you, I agree with what you said there, Troy. That if they're gonna give something to Snyder, I don't know, like this article says or not, but 
mm-hmm. if they do, HBO Max gives him the runtime that he needs. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and I said it in the review, I, he, he needs either an editor or a longer runtime. And in this article, she sort of says it's impossible to release a four hour movie. Is one of the That's statements that she had. Like, it's just yeah. not going to happen. I agree. Yeah. And yeah, so, but you could have like whittled this thing down to three, three and a half hours, like, and then just ha- release it like Lord of the Rings, where they had like the ultimate editions, right? Yeah, I, it's fair comment. Like, I think you could get this thing down to three hours, but still, at the end of the day, like we talked about in the review, you have to cut some major scenes to get it there. Like, you can't just yeah. like trim every scene by thirty seconds, right? Like, you you have to cut <laughs> out. You, you have to cut out Iris West. You have to cut out the dad. Maybe you have to cut out parts of Cyborg Story. You have to cut out. You know, you can't trim much more from Superman. You know what I mean? Or no. Batman or Wonder Woman because they are they don't have substantial, substantial roles in the film in the same way that even the cyborg does, right? And so mm. it's it's a give and take. It's, yeah, you can maybe get it to theaters, but you're better off, if you were to ever go this path, you're better off just to give them the runtime to do whatever. Like, I think in anything that Zack Snyder has done, he's shown that he needs the runtime to show what he wants to show. Like, every film he's ever released has an extended cut that's better. Yeah. yeah, or even maybe just conceive it from the outset as a series. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, this is your. Yeah. You get six hours. This is what you get. If you yeah. can't work another six hours, then we've got a big, big problem here. But it's. <laughs> Do you yeah. think uh, WB like will be like okay, like sit talk to Zach? Because I'm sure they've chatted. They've at least had to have chat at this point. Do you think they're like, look, we're not going to continue on with your Justice League two and three, but we'd like to bring you on board as like a consultant and like this is the path we're going and we'd like to get your input into maybe like okay you wrote wonder woman one can you you know be a little bit more involved with wonder woman three and you know maybe um aquaman two james wan you know he came to you he showed you his cut of his film and he says like this movie takes place right after the snyder cut he said that like last year two years ago um do you want to be more involved there and like pitch story ideas and you know maybe like down the road let's just get on our feet and maybe like in three years down the road when we're like propped up, maybe like five years down the road, we'll do Justice League two, and you could take the reins on that, and Darkseid finally makes it to Earth, kind of thing. And, and still fulfilling like his four hour cut of the uh, Justice League. You basically? know, maybe or... not like this four hour cut, but just kind of like yeah. a compromised version where they're just like, well, not compromised, but like, uh, I guess compromised, but like something where he's like, okay, you know, your 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 four hours, others like maybe we'll like do like a combined so you can bring in some of the stuff that you had but you'll mm-hmm. also have to bring in some of the new stuff we're doing so you know what you throw in shazam he's now in justice league 2 black canary from birds of prey she's in justice league 2 supergirl from the flash yeah we're throwing her in uh, justice league 2 so you kind of build the cast out with like new people that are just appearing and like um i don't know like just something that like they this, can work the together problem with on. that though is it goes against everything that you're that you're charging towards is like the studio's feeding all this and saying, well, now you make this right. It's right. it the restore the Snyderverse yeah. from what I conceive of it is there is a vision that parts of fandom want to see put to screen that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, the justice league two and, you know, bits and pieces of that we saw in the Snyder cut. And so him coming on as a consult, like, I just think there's probably too many either burnt bridges or hurt feelings or anything like that for there to be a realistic, mutually beneficial relationship between the two. Maybe down the road. Who knows? It's I, I will agree with you guys. It is something that they cannot ignore. They may want to. They may never revisit it. 
But at some point, there's going to be someone sitting there being like, what about this? You know, maybe when different executives are, are in place or what, I don't know. But it's definitely something that's going to be a blip where HBO Max is going to be like on their own because they're a different branch of all this, right? They're going to be saying, well, this drew a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how can we leverage this further? Because my understanding is, you know, HBO Max is is part of the org, but it's not it's not the film part of Warner Brothers, right? Like they're different entities, yeah. are they not? With different ish performing like, factors. Warner Brothers Pictures creates their content for them, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a tough one, I guess, but it's 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 definitely something that, like I said, you can't ignore. But DC during all this, they pivoted and they really started to show a lot of what they want out in front of the audience going forward here. And it's a, it's a pretty diverse set of films. It's going to strike, I think, tonally some of the avenues that Zack Snyder put out there. It's going to fill some of the space that has a bit more of that comedic end, a bit more of that MCU feel to it. And it's also going to have that, that siloed off universe feel to it in some things like the Batman. So let's walk through these. I, I want you guys to to bring me up to speed a little bit here on what would be considered two of the, the smaller productions, at least relative to the cut and what they're doing in Shazam 2 and with Black Adam. But Our Man and Static. Is I keep saying Static Shock. Is it just Static? Static Shock. Static Shock, yeah. okay. Tell look, Carlos, bring me up to speed here on, on Our Man and this Michael B. produced Static Shock movie, what they are doing or what they could be doing with these two properties. Yeah, man. Well, Our Man, it gives you a lot of options because, like, Our Man has a lot of legacy because he's, like, a Justice Society character. So there's kind of that 1930s, 1940s version of the character. There's actually, like, an Android version of the character that was with the Justice League for a while and had some like time manipulation type of things going on. And then there was like an hour man, like his son is in the Stargirl show right now where he's kind of adopted the mantle and using the, the Moralco serum to get the super strength for an hour at a time. But you can do some pretty cool things with that legacy type character. And, you know, it's it falls into that Troy coming to age type of stuff with <laughs> with those type of things. Or if you want, you could tie it into what they seem to be building out on the Black Adam mm-hmm. side of things. And we'll get into this some more with all these huge pieces of the Justice Society. So maybe that's a place to develop a few of the other characters and leading into a massive Justice Society movie or a Justice Society versus Justice League movie if like I, I don't know i don't think there's any mistake with the words the rock has been using mm-hmm. with what black adam is gonna be and he can be a villain he can be an anti-hero he can be a sovereign so there's a lot of things that i think will spin around that character and like what a better personality to to do that with and then static is a huge cultural phenomenon and is very near and dear to a lot of people's hearts because like he was born out of the milestone universe and they kind of built him into the dc universe proper with a couple ties to like john stewart and to black lightning and 
Michael B producing this thing, you got to know that that guy grew up with him, grew up with that mm-hmm. TV show, which was excellent. And Static has always touched like some pretty heavy themes with um, what they've what they've done with it, and they've got like a pretty pretty decent writer on the project now. So this thing is full steam ahead. Like it was only a couple months ago where you heard Michael B uh, sniffing around developing this thing, and it's already moving ahead and on the comic book side of things like milestone is getting a massive push right now and they're reprinting a bunch of the material and they've like, it's going to be one of the focal points of what DC is publishing going forward. So yeah, man, I think like those are some pretty special projects like Staticus in particular is something that I think people could embrace. And that's the beauty of these things. If they just occupy their own little corner, if you just want to be like a static fan and, like those milestone characters, like I'll be perfectly frank, there's a ton of them that are way more interesting than anything else that's out there. So if you start building out like Static and Icon and Rocket and Hardware, like you could have a whole milestone universe that outperforms everybody else because like there's an audience that will embrace those characters. And when you do them properly, mm-hmm. like their stories are all cool and they all have really deep and multi multifaceted backgrounds to them and appeal like i think this was a smart move long term for warner brothers in dc to build this out and yeah man i i'm here for it yeah and like you you said with michael b and that producer see i don't know if you guys i think it's on netflix the the show that he produced raising dion he's in it as well um it's superhero right yes the father superhero yeah it's got like a little superhero twist to it um it was quite good i quite enjoyed it and uh, i believe he was in the producer's chair for that as well so seeing him put his spin on that and like you said like the 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 cultural importance and significance of it too and having him you know and you've got he's got back pocket kugler as well right someone that you know could be guiding him mentoring him in this space as well um Mm -hmm. because the two of them go way back and and kugler's put some pretty significant characters to screen as well in the just the past couple of years and so I, I agree. I think this is cool. I, I know nothing about Milestone and I've never read a single comic book, but you've sold me on the concept of, of this already. And it again, oh, man. kind of piecemealing this out in its own separate little little universe here. It could be quite interesting if they get some legs under them, a bit of foundation to it all. So uh, Troy, man, either of these, yeah. these two smaller properties, ones that I think will fly under the radar for maybe even until we see the first trailer, but they, they, they've got some hype there with the right people behind it. I think we could have something special. Yeah, no, I'm definitely interested. I mean, I don't know much about Our Man at all, so I, I, I won't even really go into that. But for me, it's Static, Static Shock. I think um, I think that cartoon, I think it's like a CW cartoon, and it, it's kind of around that era of like the, um, I think the, like the new, or maybe just before like the new Batman cartoon but anyways i think that that show has like kind of like that impact of what the 90s x-men cartoon and what the 90s uh spider-man cartoon did for people that weren't reading the comics but they have very fond memories of those shows those properties and and static definitely did have it and it really hit some really cool things and, and tackled some diverse issues and i think when you have someone attached to it like michael b i think i think that's genius to have him on there he's on the come up obviously he's he's huge he's getting bigger and bigger and when you have somebody like you mentioned that's worked with Ryan Coogler and someone that actually is getting into the director's chair next with uh, with Creed 3, and he's done movies like, you know, Fruitvale Station and obviously mm-hmm. Black Panther. 
some really big uh, movies that have, have tackled some some deeper issues. I think this is a great team yeah. and a good, good look for WB. And I, I can't wait to see what they're going to do, especially with like, yeah, that, that milestone book. That's um, I think Carlos, it's a digital exclusive for now, right? Yeah, that, digital that, first. Digital then, first, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then I think trade later, but the new designs too that they've come up with with uh, with uh, Static looks amazing. Yeah. And to see them translate that into the TV world or movie world, I, I'm I'm all in. I think it's just a genius move. This is a really good look for WB, so I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Minute Man or well, not Minute Man, Hour <laughs> Man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know much about. It, so like I said, I won't. Oops. Yeah. That's I the worst I won't superpower in the world. It's the worst. <laughs> That's a Freudian. Like him and Kite Man are teaming up. Who wants yeah. to watch that? <laughs> I'd rather fly kites, man. Just going to be Minute Man. That's, yeah. that's, oh, my that's goodness. A, like, a Freudian I'll fly a kite slip right into, right into Sanjay here, Minute Man. <laughs> <laughs> Who is his partner, Two Pump Chump? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sonny, so to bring some context to this, I, I want to bring in two things here, and I want you to kick off the next part of this. Some thoughts on on this, what could be, like I said, something that's a bit on the radar. And then shifting towards the other side, whether you want to call it the Shazam or the Black Adam universe, again, constructing a bit more. And this was referenced in the Starnoff article too. Some of the you know, siloing off here a little bit and creating these these mini universes with, with Shazam and Black Adam here. Kind of bring some of those, maybe juxtapose your thoughts against what is on the smaller scale. And then you got the, you're tagging the rock here and taking over Times Square. You got something that is on both a next human level and what could be a next level when it comes to promotion and changing. What was the word? What is the word he keeps saying in um, the uh, the hierarchy, the hierarchy, the DC, the DC universe. Right. And so he's been calling everyone out by name. So uh, bring, bring, bring your ideas to this. Uh, Well, starting off with uh, our man, um, he uh, is uh, something that uh, I, I don't really know much about, to be honest with you, about his superpowers. So that could be kind of fun, kind of interesting. Um, and then you go into uh, Static Shock. Though, that's huge, man. If they get this project off the ground and it sounds like you know they're laying the groundwork, I think this could be like a huge success for WB. Like, you know, the character you mentioned, the cartoon, the series, so groundbreaking. Um, I believe it was Dwayne McDuffie was the creator mm-hmm. of Static Shock. Man, some of the stuff that this guy did, like he did Justice League cartoons, he did the Justice League comics, and then he tragically passed away much too young. It's such a sad story. So to see like one of his creations and characters making it to the big screen is just gonna be super cool. So I hope, I hope this project happens because like a lot of times with WB, you hear these projects and then <laughs> nothing gets off the ground. So I'm praying for this one to get off the ground because I'll be there opening day with all you guys. I think it'll be super cool. Just a super interesting character and an awesome power set and a cool costume. And as you mentioned, like some of those relevant stories. So I'd be there opening day. Um, and uh, so you mentioned like the Shazam universe. I was going to take a brief pit stop in the Justice League Dark universe because that's another small project that they announced that they have a writer for. And that's character Zatanna, who mm. is super yes, cool, super interesting. Um, just a character that... You know, I read the Justice League Dark books, and you know she steals the show quite a bit in those comics. She's tremendous. Um, and the writer of this, um, I got I got to get her name because she wrote one of my favorite movies of last year, Promising Young Woman, and that is a terrific film. It's nominated for Best Picture at the Oscar. Uh, this young lady is nominated for Best Director, Best Writer. So you know this this girl has like serious cred, and her name is Emerald Fennel. 
and um i'm hoping that she wins the oscar because it's the only best picture that i've watched this year so the only one that i i can like relate to and say like yeah this this film was awesome so to get like a heavyweight name like that and to make her or to have her write um zatanna i'm right there for that film like i cannot wait to see what comes of this and we get some casting news hopefully soon and um yeah so that's like a super cool little pit stop there and then as well blue beetle another um mm-hmm. minority character a latino character that is getting uh, his own movie and by a director from puerto rico so i think that's super cool that wb is um walking the walk with some of these movies and kind of broadening out their universe and making it more diverse and um so going back to shazam and black adam oh man like these these two films like you know how much i love shazam you know how much i love shazam and i know it's like the one thing that me and troy fight about but uh we can look past that but shazam man to get a sequel i think it i think it'll even be like that much better because the first one was there but they don't they weren't really know like what to expect so the budget was kind of smaller and um they just kind of like okay let's go and now that they're like really putting all their weight behind it because it was so well received and they're bringing in an oscar one of the greatest actresses of all time in helen mirror mirren it's just incredible like i never thought i would see her in a shazam movie like that's just like an incredible sentence that like she's going to be in shazam too she's part of the shazamily people like oh i can't wait to see this movie <laughs> and david sandberg terrific director he does a lot of horror stuff he's excellent but the rock man black adam he's on a whole nother level like this is a global icon like this guy sells movies like back in the 90s when you'd be like oh this movie stars arnold schwarzenegger what's it about i don't know but arnold's in it so i'm gonna go see it the rock is like one of the few you know actors that are continually working where people will say that what's this movie about I don't know, San Andreas. I think there's like an earthquake or something, but the rock's in it. All right, I'll check it out. What's this about? I don't know. It's a tall building, but it's on fire and the rock's in it. I'm there, right? Like You're going to be like, what's this? He's a superhero. The rock's in it. I'm there. And so I think he's going to have like tremendous selling power and, you know, not only in North America, but overseas. Yeah. Like the rock has tremendous global reach and this is going to be a global icon. Like um, Black Adam is such a cool character. I remember you know, reading more about him in the Shazam books. And they're definitely making him more of like the anti-hero lately in the books. He's definitely more of like, like the Venom syndrome where the character becomes so popular and like Harley Quinn, like the character becomes so popular that they can't just be a straight up villain. So they're going to have to like pivot slightly to be like, well, he's still got like some bad qualities. You know, he's not all bad though. So like go, go see his movie. Cause you know, maybe one day he'll be leading the justice league <laughs> cause the rock's so big. Maybe he'll be like leading justice league too. Who knows? But uh, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm pumped for all of it. Like I said, like I'm pumped for all of the stuff that DC's putting out. Um, I think they're doing a tremendous job. Um, I just hope they don't leave some, some of us behind, but I'm, I'm there for all of it in the future. So <laughs> they're not leaving you behind. They told you, you have no ticket for the train. but i'm there at the station they told me a train was coming and they said it was full for me to take the next train and they kicked you out they gave you your trespass notice (laughs) and they said be gone they're like sir this ticket isn't validated so you you know (laughs) well let me tell you look when i when i look at the the brand that they're creating around the rock that like what a steal for for the dc film universe this guy in himself is it's a he's a media company he's a a a promo machine the guy can take anything and turn it into absolute gold tequila water whatever 
this guy the takes XFL. Yeah, XFL. <laughs> this guy takes things to the, to the next level. Like NBC TV show about him. You know, it it's unbelievable what he's able to do. And you just look at that promo in Times Square, right? There's there's not a lot to it, but there's significance about him kicking off the promo campaign for a film that's coming out in July of 2022. And you know that he's going to put everything into this. And he seems to have a a very strong connection to the character and a heavy influence through his production company on what this is going to be. So again, focusing back on this creator-led path that they are allowing within the DC film universe. And it's a, it's a get for me. Like Black Adam, I don't know really much about this character, but I'm going to be front row watching that because he's like shazam but cool yeah but cool oh (laughs) hey did you know that shazam was one time the most popular comic book character and he was out selling batman and superman regularly so uh not 1942 (laughs) apples don't cost a nickel (laughs) (laughs) things were different (laughs) so yeah it's it's cool to see okay wait hold on hold on i ain't seen elvis wear a batman costume on stage i'll just leave it at that we'll all leave it at that (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's pretty pretty crazy to see what dc is doing here and the their next big step is within this year and i want to bring troy and carlos into this because comments on on black adam here but also like the next thing we're gonna see is a big divergence from what we just saw in Zack snyder's justice league and that's the suicide squad we got our first trailer for this this week and if i'm going to be honest with you blew my brain apart i thoroughly enjoy everything james gunn does but this in particular it's definitely got a different flavor and a different spin to anything that's really been put to screen from dc in recent memory so so troy these two properties that, that sunday just brought in i know you're not super high on shazam but black adam and what they're doing there and what do you think of the Suicide Squad trailer? Kind of this big transition, you know, moving from Justice League to Suicide Squad and then down into Black Adam here next year. Yeah, well, I guess, I mean, starting with um, The Rock. I mean, he's, he's a champ. That, that guy, man, he's, he's huge. He's massive. So I'm pretty confident what he's going to do with that film is generate a lot of money for sure. <laughs> Whether the film's going to be great, I'm, I'm not too sure, but I am interested to see him take on like an antagonist role mm-hmm. or at least that anti-hero role. Cause I would, would really like to see him give us something a little, um, I guess heel would be the term, yes. right? From wrestling. <laughs> yes. So, like that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I got you. So <laughs> it'd be cool to see him kind of go that route. Um, but I really don't have much to go off of with, with Shazam mm. or Shazaz Adam as they're trying to call him these days <laughs> in, uh, in the comics. Uh, I won't touch on Shazam at all. So I'll just, I'll just leave it out there. <laughs> but, um, I mean, you, you can't go wrong when you cast talent, right? And, you know, adding uh, was it Helen, Helen Mirren, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, adding her, that, that's fantastic. Someone that can actually speak British, and uh, I'm not going to try and butch that. Sanjay, please don't either. And speaking so... of British, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan, right? Yeah, Pierce yes, Brosnan, too. Yes, Dr. Yes, Dr. Fate. Best. Yes, one of the best Bonds ever. Oh, Dr. I just Fate, know him so... from Mrs. Doubtfire. <clears throat> yeah, that's... I he guess was in anything there. else? He was in something else? Mamma Mia, man. He's oh great. yeah, Mamma Mia, yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire. He was. I don't. I never saw him in anything else. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, just the best. The, that's that's your movie guy in the nerd room there. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the um, but you know what, man? Moving to su- the new Suicide Squad. Yeah. I believe it's titled. The Suicide Squad. Uh, the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to be in the minority for this one. It, it didn't. It, what? It, yeah. It, it didn't <laughs> land for me. And it, it, yeah, the, the jokes. I really felt it was just like a rinse repeat from Guardians. I know it's obviously the same director, but I, I really just felt like. And I guess this is what they're going for, but the DNA was just so cut and paste to these DC characters. I liked. Um, there was one moment that I I thought that was pretty funny, and I you know, and I can't remember it now. But like right away in the trailer, we get the whole like one guy steps on toilet paper, and then like like two seconds later, we see the other guy like stepping in like crap, and I was like, <laughs> all right, like we we literally just saw that, but okay, <laughs> ha ha ha. This but this one uses a boomerang to take it off. It's much different. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's, but 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 I think it's a step in the right direction. It, does it work for me? No, but I think this is exactly what they need to do. If that makes any sense, uh, the casting is great. Harley Quinn is going to kill it for sure. She she looks awesome. We got like a brief second of like an action sequence, so I was like, "Oh, like give me more of that." And then it, it cut out. I was like, "Damn it!" Because that looked that looked pretty cool. Because we've seen James Gunn obviously shoot action. And I loved what he did in Guardians 2 with that opener, mm-hmm. with the whole team involved. So he's great with ensemble. He's great with action. And his humor is great. I'm one of the few people that actually really like Guardians 2. Like, I thought the humor, it was hilarious, that movie. So I, I, I think it's going to work really, really well. And um, what was it? Yum Yum. The, the shark, right? The shark. Uh, <laughs> yeah, King Shark. That- that yeah, that part for me was actually pretty funny. It came out of nowhere, and I thought, "Whoa, that's hilarious!" That for me was, was a standout moment. John Cena is huge; his arms were just yeah, he's massive. A big like I thought they were almost CG or like transplants. Like, that, was, <laughs> that was nuts. Um, so yeah, that looks cool. Idris um, is, is great. I'm I'm still kind of like yeah, Bloodsport, whatever. But I I really wish we did get Bronze Tiger in there. So I guess I'm a little resentful towards that casting. But all around, man, it's it, it's going to be neat. It, and I like how it is kind of like a soft reboot slash mm-hmm. sequel. And you could really put this anywhere in the DCU uh, timeline. So all around, it's it, it looks cool. I mean, I, I don't know if I'll see it in theaters. It would probably be one I'd wait and see at home for me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's exciting times for DC. Just, you know, switching it up. Yeah. Def- or copying and pasting. Definitely <laughs> doing something different. And it's funny because, Carlos, yeah. you and I, we talked about this in the live stream with the Vigilante guys just briefly there for a couple of minutes. And it was kind of hot off of it dropping in onto Twitter and us seeing it and all that. Do you, you and I were quite excited for it. Do you have any, do you, has your mindset changed a little bit there? Do you see that same DNA that, that Troy has highlighted from the Guardians universe into this one? Yeah, like I, I definitely do see the uh, not the tracing of the guardians, but you you can definitely see the the DNA of that guardians type ensemble film. But this one is just so bananas mm-hmm. that it's it, it's like fundamentally different to its core, right? Like you're not gonna have. Gamora talking about rain in the same manner that Harley <laughs> Quinn was talking about rain in, in that trailer kind of thing, right? And I, I think with just being able to be unchained and have that pure R-rated humor and the over-the-top violence and like King Shark ripping that guy in two, yeah, you, you'll never see that in an MCU movie kind of thing, right? And, and it, that's probably a good thing. But 
this uh yeah this one was just different enough right where it's yeah sure it it, it kind of feels the same but it's not like it's somebody trying to ape James Gunn it's James Gunn doing his thing yeah. right so yeah. um yeah I I'm there for it like I I, uh, I don't mind the first Suicide Squad at all I, I find it entertaining enough it certainly has some fundamental flaws to it but this just this looked fun and it looked like it really nailed that flavor of that dirty dozen type movie but with the trappings of the suicide squad all over it the casting is amazing and just like that the characters you need to blend into the universe blend into the universe but then there's certain ones like Pete Davidson's character and um, Michael Rooker, Michael Rooker <laughs> playing Savant, where you're supposed to know who they are and they're supposed to stick out a little bit because I think they're gonna die in horrific and over the top and hilarious ways. And like, I don't know, like the the dialogue between Idris and all the characters, like the dialogue between him and Ratcatcher was cool and charming. And then they juxtapose that with the dialogue between him and Peacemaker. And like, holy smokes, that was hilarious. I love that. I love (laughs) Cena. Yeah. And I didn't know what to expect from Cena, but holy smokes, did I ever dig what they were going for with this thing? And uh, like, man, we have a movie with Starro. How do you not want to go see Starro on the big screen? (laughs) Like a giant mind controlling kaiju. This is like the MonsterVerse with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like... Yeah, man. I I don't know. I applaud them for letting them letting James Gunn come in and do his thing. So Yeah, and I think look, you hire James Gunn to give you this, you're gonna get what James Gunn's gonna deliver, right? And I think it's it's good, like you said, Carl, it's gonna be that unchained version of him where he has the freedom to do whatever he wants. And there's always going to be those similarities, right? But I do agree with you, Troy. I do see fingerprints for sure james gunn's fingerprints and rightly so but there i think there will be definitely some comparisons drawn to that. even the trailer layout and the song and all that like it it did feel a bit guardians-esque but it's hard to escape that right it's not like james gunn coming and doing a superman film he's doing a ragtag band of misfits <laughs> that are coming together to defeat some greater evil that none of them are are great people but they all have kind of this heart of gold somewhere and so it it's definitely like, i think it's going to be the better version of what wb tried to transform ayer's movie into yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you <laughs> definitely <laughs> so yeah. it's Boy, yeah my comments you can hear them on the live stream and all that but cena to me it made that whole trailer like i want to see the peacemaker show I, you know, Cena making that that transition from the wrestling world in a similar fashion to to Dwayne Johnson, right? It takes it takes a bit of time, right? It's not a, an immediate leap, but Cena seems to have found a space where his delivery and and size and demeanor and all that can work, and it worked for me in this trailer. But I'm interested here. I'm interested, Sonny. What's your yeah, take? Man. What's your take on the Suicide Squad? Um, you know, I think I kind of fall in between you guys. Um, I thought it was good. You know, I wasn't, like, blown away by it. But I, I like, let me preference that. I wasn't blown away by it until the very end. But um, to be honest, I actually was more hyped after watching the first trailer for, like, the first Suicide Squad. Like, you go back to 2016 and that trailer was huge. Like, that trailer blew up and you just, 
I think that was just a much better constructed trailer. Unfortunately, it was so good that WB hired that company to shoot the whole or to cut the whole movie and just wreck the whole thing. But uh, <laughs> I mean, not to throw shit. Like I, I recently just re- recently rewatched Suicide Squad, and while it's not like as you would say like a traditionally well constructed movie, it's fun as all hell. Like it is fun movie, and the cameos and stuff work on it and stuff. So I had a great time with it. This one here, I think, will be much better constructed, and the characters that they're bringing in. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty cool. Like, it sucks that Will Smith didn't come back. I thought Deadshot was tremendous in the first one. I would have loved to see him. But Idris Elba is always a win um, ever since he was in The Wire. So anything he does, I'm there for. Uh, Harley Quinn looks terrific in this. Like, you see her outfits with the red and the black. It's just, like, going back to, like, her roots, right? Like, her very origins in the animated series. So that's super cool that James Gunn did that. And even, like, the uh, Arkham video games she has, like, on that, like, leather jacket looks very uh, Arkham video game-esque um so like that trailer like it was cool like some of the jokes were landing some of the jokes weren't for me it felt as you mentioned troy very like mcu like uh guardians like very wordy like a lot of like like the dialogue was very quippy you know what i mean like it definitely felt like an r-rated mcu film Come on, as that, that rooftop to... scene i love the covid because they're filming during covid <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't cough at that cover in your mouth yeah <laughs> or we'll kill you but it definitely it definitely feels like an mcu like r-rated film that they're just like all right it'd be like if disney was like all right screw it we're just making an r-rated film of guardians all right go james gunn and, and that's what it feels like like and i'm glad that they gave him like no restraint they're like okay you go make the film you want to make and, and i hope like they take that going forward more like uh creative driven and um but the end carlos you mentioned it starro blew my freaking mind i can't believe they put him in this film i was not expecting that at all i had to rewind it because i was just like wait a second there's a giant starfish in the back there <laughs> like starro steals the trailer for me like i can't believe they're doing starro man it's gonna be super cool and it's like a super cool villain because you have like that army of those like eyeball heads from the first one where you can like kill the starfish and then you could see like the Suicide Squad using their powers, but you don't feel bad because they're not killing humans. So like, ah, take that starfish trying to mind control everyone. I don't think that they're worried about killing humans in this one. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. And I I think, I think it'll be like for an interesting battle. And I'm curious to see who lives and who dies. Cause like, there are some people that obviously like Harley Quinn, I think is a safe bet. She's going to make it out alive. I think you if know, you look I mean, at the later parts huge. of the trailer and you see who's there and who's not, it's like the first Suicide Squad trailer, right? It's like you probably she dies in Batman's arms. Yeah, that's, that's when, right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So Slipknot's coming back, like he's not his son. It's like this is Slipknot's son. Slipknot too. Uh, <laughs> they need to bring back Katana and her sword. That would be cool, actually. Honestly, I think Katana is a really cool super user. sick character that they yeah. just like yeah. didn't get enough screen time in the first yeah. one. I think they'll make they... reference to those characters. I think James Gunn is has enough, at least, respect for what came before to maybe drop because you got like Rick Flag coming back, right, and Harley Quinn, of course. And I was I think... very happy to see Amanda Waller back too because yeah. there was some concern that she wasn't coming back. Viola Davis and she She's crushed there. it in the first one. She's there, man. So DC's got a bright future in front of it here. There's a lot going on, and there's a lot to discuss still, guys. We didn't detail really anything on the Batman, Aquaman, Two Wonder Woman, Three. There's a lot to get through, and we're gonna touch on that as we go through, as we get more, and as we continue to dive deep into all things Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond guys this was a packed episode we got through a lot of content here and 
If you'd like to be a bigger part of the show, you can always email us at nerdroom at gmail.com. You can find everything we do over the nerdroom.net. The hunt is real, and it's over on Instagram. You can check the goddamn Batman's brand new T Public design shirt up on our T Public story. Just type in the nerdroom, all one word, into the search engine, and you'll see the goddamn Bat Nerdroom mashup logo. It's beautiful. So, guys, go check that out. We've seen a few purchases on that one Ooh. and and with that shirt man i can guarantee you will train like ben affleck yep. in bbs with Ooh. that thing man. Yep. you will push some serious weights pulling those, that shirt <laughs> pulling that tire or whatever comes it was. with an autographed photo of troy doing the ben affleck workout that. <laughs> that's right pulling that tire <laughs> <laughs> yeah. superman ain't got nothing on me because i pulled this tire <laughs> exactly so go check that out guys and I guess that's that's everything. Twitter. I always forget Twitter. Handles are at the end of the episode. You can catch us always run around there, whether it's hashtagging or just talking about whatever. We're there when we're participating in those conversations. So with all that being said, guys, for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Batman. And I'm Sanjay. And guys, thank you very much for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, Sanjay, and Carlos on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, Sanjabi, and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from The Nerd Room on Instagram and Twitter.